W. Suspense beyond words. That's just one bad mic, though. They're all really good. I swear to God. With my X-ray vision, see through you lanes for days. Every bullet counts, and we don't brush strays. I pop you in your waves, leave your shit spinning. What the fuck is up, skaters? <laughs> Uh, welcome back to another episode of Vent City. Uh, on the pod today, we have got, well, tonight for Ted Barrow, we've got Ted Barrow, Hi. Alex White, Hi. Kyle Beachy, Ted Schmitz, Hi. and me, Ryan Lay. Um, and me, it? Ryan Lay. <laughs> How y'all doing? All right. Uh, great. Ryan, I can't help but notice that your eyes are beautiful. Are they? <laughs> Ryan's eyes are improved? always beautiful. <laughs> no, That's yeah, a natural uh, red. I got LASIK, uh, what was it, last Thursday? Yeah, like a, a few days ago. And uh, yeah, I have 20-20 vision now, but I also look like I've been on a bender for the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, your eyes look about as beautiful as someone who's been smoking crack and crying uh, <laughs> like tear, tears of snot. Good look. <laughs> Honestly, I, your eyes have looked better, but your eyes are uh, unobstructed by glass lenses right now, and it looks great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Ted. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, can, how'd it go? Is this something you recommend? Like, I'm, I've been weighing the option of LASIK, but I'm like just terrified of it. And I, yeah, I, uh, I wore glasses for most of my childhood and then contacts into my 20s. And I've been wearing contacts for about the last six or seven years. And, they're just a nightmare. I usually only wear them when I skate, but I have sensitive eyes and uh, I think I just got annoyed with them last week and was just like, all right, this is the final straw. I'm just going to go in and get it because uh, they do free consultations. And I think that it you have to be deemed a good candidate for LASIK. Hmm. Um, and I think the other stipulation is you have to be between 18 and 55 <laughs> not, not, that, not that you're nearing 55, mm-hmm. Kyle. No, I'm not Ted. Barry? <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I'm close. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I went in for an appointment at 10 in the morning and they checked my vision. They decided I was a decent candidate. They gave me two price ranges. There was like an old laser and a new laser, which was a little stressful. <laughs> <laughs> the, old, the old laser basically has a year warranty and there's like a couple uh, defects with it. Um, fuck. And... <laughs> being the cheap skater that I am, I, I just went with the old laser uh, because it was it was $2,000 versus I think 4600 for uh, the new technology, which does come with a lifetime warranty. But I kind of feel like, you know, if it lasts 15, 20 years, yeah. that's worth it anyways. So you, you haven't skated yet with your new no, I have, Bionic No, I eyes. have skated. Um, yeah, so I went in for the consultation at 10 and they, they were just like, you can get the surgery done today um, or whatever it's called. I don't know if it's called the surgery, but uh, yeah, it was 10 minutes. Uh, I was in a lot of pain for the rest of the day and woke up the next morning and had 20-20 vision and basically nice. feel like I have rocks in my eyes. You know, that's 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 what I felt like the last week, but I skated probably two or three days after. Wow. And what pants did you skate in? <laughs> <laughs> They're a, uh, that's a, it's that's a, a serious question. It's yeah. a, a silver tab. Um, Levi's silver tab. Oh, acquired at a, a, a Goodwill thrift store in Tempe. I have now become the like pant ambassador to you. Um, for numerous reasons, and I, I know this is like a weird thing, but like th- there's this really talented skateboarder named Trace uh, in 
Texas. He DM'd me asking. Yeah, what I pants know. I, I know. And and you lied to me. I asked you what type of pants those were on the chat. Everyone can confirm this. And everyone, and you were like, check the Dickies record. Carpenter. You're like, I don't know. LOL. Dickies Carpenters, I think. And so then I tell Trace that he goes and orders them. They're not Dickies Carpenters. What are they, Ryan? <laughs> your dick it's, on blast yes. wow 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 you're compromising Ryan my credibility yeah. yeah uh i don't the truth is is that i don't know i'm i'm really well, not neurotic about pants in the way that a lot of skaters are and <clears throat> i typically i typically go to the thrift store and find pants that will fit over my knee brace and then i buy them and oftentimes right. those are uh polo cords that's a good that's a good yeah, type of good pant. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a pair of blowout on me this week, but yeah, generally agreed. Cords, and then right sometimes down one of the yeah, seams. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes silver tabs. Uh, those are pretty good. Uh, and then really? it, they're still making silver tab. I thought that was like a relic. Mm, they may be yeah, making a new one, but I usually just buy them. Yeah, you get like, vintage. Yeah, you just get the vintage oh, ones at the thrift store. It's a Goodwill arm of the brand. Stores. They just they just send them straight from the factory to to Goodwill. The workers wear them on the way there. Yeah, I don't know All what right, it but, is, but they will, yeah, they're okay. Well, this annoys me. They were Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, that's what you told Trace. That's what I told Trace. Yeah, yeah. because he had, there's a he, I, fucking I, gulf of distance between a Dickies Carpenter and a Tommy Hilfiger. Well, no, no, because because Trace goes. I, I said what clip, and he goes, oh, and he DM me the clip from my own oh. Instagram and he was like this uh-huh. clip and I go oh, I think that those were either Polo or Tommy Hilfiger uh, but they're like the blue jeans that have the little strap that's different than a Dickies Carpenter no yeah I've been I've been I've never worn Dickies blue for... jeans in my life I don't think I no. have I put them on in an Ace Hardware okay thank you sorry <laughs> you're welcome but yeah uh, LASIK would would recommend I guess uh, now that I have perfect <laughs> vision and it only cost me $2,000 and it took about two days yeah uh you put me in the camp of people that wish they had done it years ago i guess are you going to keep your glasses though to wear when you want to seem more sophisticated (laughs) yeah (laughs) like when we're recording uh no i thought about that uh especially because i have prescription sunglasses and i'm just like there's no use for these anymore i don't know what to do with them i guess probably try and donate them i imagine there's places you can you can donate your prescription glasses too so probably alex do do you skate in glasses I, I can't that well. I just kind of skate blind. I'm like a bat. I use echolocation <laughs> through the park. <laughs> I've been told from when when I commentate that I'm not allowed to not wear glasses because now that's my thing. And if I don't wear glasses, they don't know who I am. What is this other girl? <laughs> that's the only girl on the deck talking. <laughs> it's Superman rules. Yeah, Superman like, rules. <laughs> Wait, that person uh, took off their glasses. That's an entirely different person. <laughs> How are we supposed to know? Yeah, yeah I, I skate with them sometimes, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm amazed by it. And then you also get that like really cool steezy, like, you know, push the glasses back up on the bridge of your nose after you land something. So oh, you can never great. do yeah. that again, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, real nerd hours. So what's been up? Uh, what's been up with you, Ted Barrow? What's been good in your world? Oh, boy. Um, now that this pants mystery is solved, uh, <laughs> I can sleep. No, um, I went to D.C. this weekend and that was really good for numerous reasons. Um which I will list right now. Uh, one, I went to the Smithsonian and visited with Betsy Gordon and Jane Rogers, both curators and collection people. And then I went to skate Pulaski and I skated with some old friends and some new friends and it was great. Nice. Uh, you just missed the bus crew. Was the bus crew there? 
Yeah, the, I I think some busters were there maybe the next day. Ted, you I, had never been you had never been to Pulaski before. This was a first for you. I guess you know honestly, I had I'd been in 1994, and I think I went once in 2004, and yeah, this time this is the time I skated there. Yeah, yeah, it's and so I, rad. It's so, so good. It's a weird barometer of like what a spot means in 1994. I walked through it with my parents and Scott Johnson was there and I was too scared to even try the most disgusting Nolly tail slide imaginable, which is what my trick selection <laughs> would have brought to that table. Um, in 2004, I was skating at my peak and I thought that the ledge was way too small for me to bless with my beautiful switch backsides tricks. And then mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. year, I was so grateful to just get on top of that thing for just a split second. Yeah. That's such a sick um, flex. Uh, these ledges are too small. Like, no, I swear. I swear. I was like, I was just like, uh-huh, wow. Like, I'm not gonna fucking put my Doctor T hooves up on on this thing. <laughs> it wasn't too cold there uh, this la- this past week. Nah, it's t-shirt weather. T-shirt anything, weather. anything, uh, anything at at forty and up is t-shirt weather. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Mm. Not for people who live in Arizona. Yeah, I have a hoodie at seventy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i just you know it's just i don't like skating with sleeves um i want to expose my body yeah <laughs> we want that too ted yeah what about you alex what's going on in your world um like hyped on stuff yeah, yeah. sure whatever uh, uh well honestly like like uh it was a pretty rough week and i'm just like glad to be out on the other end of it yeah yeah time marches on yeah i can relate to that how's transitioning into the job been it's been great the job is like my escape i honestly like really like working in skateboarding and i feel really lucky and uh it's non-consequential it's like it's just fun and everybody here that's like stressed out about stuff it's stupid it doesn't matter but they also (laughs) like a lot of them don't have kids and they're just like you know dealing with roommates and stuff but um, but yeah, so I love it. It's, kids aren't kids kind of like roommates a little bit that you have to keep alive. Yeah, actually, I, I do refer to my kids as my roommates when I'm angry at them. <laughs> guys don't do anything around here. <laughs> Alex, you went skating today. Have you been? How much do? You, how much are you skating right now? Oh, I've been skating a ton. I've actually been really hyped because we got like new Crux. Like they're completely redesigned, and um, they're good. And I love them, and I've been skating a whole bunch. Yeah, They're I saw just that like, Indy, Indy stole the uh, down low Allen kingpin from Crux. What's up with that? I'm stealing it back. I'm going into <laughs> a meeting with them, and I'm just like, no. They take <laughs> Crux. Like I feel like as a brand too. Like it's been kind of like ahead of the game with just being ridiculous and doing new stuff and like not being scared to. And then independent, like the cool guys are like, you guys are fucking nerds, but we like that kingpin. We're taking it. Huh. <laughs> wow. Um, I think Crux was uh, the first in NHS to have the grade eight steel kingpin that didn't break. Yeah. There's no coping then- about it coming out in four years. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Right. I forgot. Ted, yes. Alex, can you answer me this? What's up with pivot cups? Because I, I break all of my pivot cups and it's not a thing that is unique to Crux. I have this theory that they all just are getting their pivot cups from the same factory and they are malfunctioning. You well, it's also like the, the molds that the, I know we're getting into truck nerd shit. Sorry. The molds that people use for hangers get worn out over time. And so like the pivot ball, like the thing that sticks into the cup starts to get wider 
That's what and, happens for and me. You have to, yeah. And so you have to redo your molds every certain amount of years. So we just redid everything. And it shouldn't happen for another like four years. Interesting. Damn. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if any other, other people have that issue, but I have it with all the time. I burn through pivot cups. Like my hanger goes through the bottom of the pivot cup. Really? <laughs> I, I, reach, yeah. I reach my pivot cup through the base plate. Like Wait. that way? That's cool. From slides. Yeah. Oh, oh really? Shit. Holy shit. What? How about that for a beam? Yeah, you know, I was just like, yeah, I just kind of back tail to it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all seen my answer, so you know I'm not lying. Uh, um, <clears throat> you don't have a tensor slide plate? <laughs> I'm gonna get those back <laughs> for I can, you. I can I can make you some inserts or something. <laughs> a one of one. A lapper. All right, we, should we talk about this Nick Matthews part, Kyle? I know that you're really excited about it. Well, yeah. Yeah, as a Chicagoan in the middle of, what is it, January, it's the end of January, I'm uh, latching on to anything to be excited about because I don't think we've seen the sun here in at least a week and a half. It's pretty miserable in Chicago right now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it's also like tantalizingly almost not miserable. You know, like it's 33 degrees and it's, you know, the air is just sort of moist, um, but there's no sun. You could go skating if you were, you know, young and ambitious or just ambitious or just young or any of any combination. Um, and it's, it's hard to get motivated. So yeah, I'm super hyped on the Nick Matthews part because, um, as I was explaining to Ted Barrow, who doesn't seem to understand mathematics, uh, almost all of it is filmed in the city of Chicago. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, Bullshit. He is, he is a product of Chicago. He's actually from Naperville. Um, hell yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's just a super good part. And it's, I think it's really exciting. You know, like, Chicago has uh, a pretty short record of producing um, pro skaters. And I think right now we're kind of in a cool moment because Nick is doing really well. Brett Weinstein is just being, you know, Brett Weinstein all over the place. Um, and that's dope as hell. And then uh, Timmy Johnson uh, has been getting some shine with strange love and stuff. So um, it's cool. It's cool. Like we're, I think Chicago as a city um, has a way of, there's a certain um, like little brother pride that we all have, right? Like mm -hmm. I grew up in St. Louis, which looks at Chicago, like Chicago's like the famous place you go. And St. Louis has this whole inferiority complex. And I think it could be argued that Chicago largely um, has in the past had a sort of inferiority complex to New York city. So I think, um, which would somewhat, explain why half of his parties filmed in New York. It would definitely explain why <laughs> someone from New York would latch onto that. Um, and and run with it Wait, with the pride of a new yorker um so yeah i think i think it's a dope part like i think there's some incredible skating in it. i think he's super powerful i think the ending uh back lip that he does over that gap at first national is just giant mm -hmm. um i didn't quite grab on to the illusion of it being sort of an homage i guess to um huff? huff's own kind of front lip like the the bounce 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 and then front lip he didn't do that the, at chase though did he Oh no 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 no! That was at third I think army. That was at third oh. army, wasn't well, it? Well, I feel yeah. like he did a, a bunch of them. Yeah. So well, so looked at it from that way, like the other half of the tricks that aren't filmed in New York City uh, are like homages to tricks done in other cities. Yeah, sure. sure By sure, classic sure, sure. second city skateboarder. 
I don't. I can. I don't want that. Our. I don't want our appreciation of Nick. Ba- Nick Matthews to get wrapped up in our own regional dispute. So <laughs> well, then don't frame it in those terms. Just like, <laughs> what, what, it, I mean, <laughs> what did other people have to think of it? I mean, am I am I wrong in thinking that this kid is like super dope and worthy of this attention? No, I loved it, and I can relate to to where. I don't know if it's where Ted's coming from or where you're coming from, but I definitely get, I get, I get really, y'all know where I'm coming from. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I just was going to say that I, I really love watching people film in Chicago and filming in New York almost feels like a shortcut to hitting the, the cool guy circuit in, in some way. It's like, you know, people go there as tourists, they film parts, Ted, your hands over your, uh, your face. What's going on? Uh, I don't know. I just, I'm just curious as to like where this like prejudice against New York skating. Come. I mean, I know I don't have a, I don't from. have a prejudice against New York skating. I mean, I love New York skating, but it very much is a, a reality that people go there and they don't go to Chicago to film. They go to New York to film and it's kind of, you end up seeing a lot of tricks, the same types of spots. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I know, but you know, in the chat, we, uh, we chop it up a little bit about how, you know, I mean, let's see, erase all this because I'm stammering. Uh, I thought his part was awesome. I liked his skating. Um, I don't know if I hadn't been like kind of like prepped to be like, oh, this kid's yeah. dope. If I would have like really thought about like where he was skating, I often just pay attention to the tricks. Um, I don't, he doesn't look like a very friendly person that, from, from from the from that like welcome like splash thingy you know yeah not someone i would share a hot cider with but um (laughs) i would definitely clap if he did some crazy shit at um a nice chicago plaza (laughs) a beautiful mesian space um yeah i think that's that is interesting though the idea like there did seem to be like just kind of gauging the sort of conversation around this part. There did seem to be a pretty unanimous like idea, like, Oh, this is dope. Right. Like it's a, and, and, and part of that is that like, yeah, this is two and a half minutes of really good skating. Part of that is um, that he has this sort of allure as being an underground kind of guy, right? Like he put out a venture part, Um, you know, he's, he's not even am for quasi uh, and and he's been around for a long time. Um, Wait, was it a venture part or a thunder part? Venture. I think it was a venture was part. Um, in any case, it was interesting to see like kind of what you're describing, Ted. Like, There is this way that we, we cue people like, oh, hey, this is dope. Watch it. Um, and it did seem like with the Nick Matthews part, you could kind of see like this this domino start falling. Like people said this was dope. And then people were like, oh, yes, it is dope. And it kind of collected this sort of... Um, like terminal velocity, let's like escape velocity where now it's like, it's not just lost in the, the wide array of stuff that came out this last week or whatever. It actually has kind of gained some sort of way to stand above that stuff. And it's weird to see what, what does that and what doesn't do that. Yeah. I feel like my video part, uh, which is going to release pretty soon is definitely going to do that. Um, <laughs> it's going to snowball, <laughs> gather weight and momentum as it, as it makes it makes the rounds. Yeah. Did y'all see the uh, Lobo con queso video on Thrasherino? Oh, did I, did I watch Ted, you, every <laughs> single <really> video <laughs> that's been on the Thrasherino for two weeks? <laughs> uh, I, that was, I like that quite a bit. Uh, 
yeah, it was awesome. Ba- that guy, ba- uh, baggy panted euros skating one spot. Well, <laughs> I wonder how much fucking wax is on that drop down ledge. Like the nollie back mm. nose blunt through it seems. Yeah. Like he just falls into back nose blunt and it keeps gaining speed. I, I actually didn't really like that video a whole lot. The, um, the song just kind of, the song just kind of droned on. And I also found that that, that song is sexy. That spooky. spot is too small to warrant filming like, really powerful lines at and a lot of times they're just like bouncing into the ledges or they're doing like the quick push and the you know the skating was great especially uh who, who did the dolly bag nose blunt adrian del campo no they call him georgie armani but his last name is like baskawelowitz or <laughs> it's johnny yeah. zatoni yeah <laughs> um i i think that's the same guy that did the nolly half cap heel no it's not it's a different guy yeah okay so there's like I'm Who's bad the at this guy? watched this video three times. Like, there's the one guy that waxes the ledge with his hair and has <laughs> yeah. giant jeans. Yes! That's Del Campo. That's, That's Del, Del Campo. Campo. Yeah. And then there's the guy that, like, had a mean pair of black slacks that did the Nale back nose blunt. Yeah. That's Giorgio, they called Giorgio Armani. And then there's Uyghur, who was wearing pleats. Who's Uyghur? Which one was he? Um, he was the, the one that wasn't that looked like he was on a lot of drugs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, not the greaser. No. <laughs> that's how I, that's how I can always tell who we are. One, the one does so much cocaine that even Brad Staber complains about. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, we should, we should delay recording an hour every time. Yeah. So we get this version so you of get the fire. Out. Yeah. Ted's yeah. fiery. Yeah. <laughs> Ted, you're supposed to to save this for our after hours chat. <laughs> this is after hours for Ted. It, it is after hours. Uh, yeah, that's actually right. <laughs> um, no, I, I, th- I thought that part was cool. I like, and I like. I also just like skating. Uh, I like parts that involve one spot, like the Milano's Centrale Stazione or whatever. Oh, I love part. that part. Yeah, yeah, like, that's amazing, dude. And it's just like, I don't know. I. The- I the difference yeah. there is that that spot is really dynamic and has a lot of different things that you can hit in different ways. And Jacopo yeah, like really hits all of them. And yeah, with that, I don't know, with the other thing, I there were like a handful of really, really amazing tricks that were like, wow, that was really impressive. But um, again, Thrasher music just hits, you know, the, the fucking songs that just sound like they're made in... Uh, you're just scared of that goth wave shit. <laughs> <laughs> it spooks yeah, you out, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I find yeah more and more it, the music makes watching skate videos feel like homework now. What's mm. up with your part, Ryan? Can we get an update on what's going on with you? Uh, yeah, I just I'm working through the same shit, trying to get licensing for songs and uh, trying to get like two or three different songs and um, working out something with Ted's employer. Still a contractor, but um. Yeah, they they told me yesterday in an email chain that Ryan is trying to get the rights to Born in the USA for his Palestine edit, which is like, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Little on the nose, yeah. bud. Um, so and and they they had no problem with the messaging there. They just said it was a little out of budget. Uh, but yeah, just reaching out to people and scouring, um, you know, friends and musicians that I know. Uh, but it's it's going it's coming along. Uh, it's it's yeah. tough putting out a video with a photo like there's a photo component to it and I, I'm trying to get that in the bag and so um, a lot of times you have to wait 
quite a while because they're backlogged um, on the magazine. So figured mm. it out though. Um, but yeah, Nick Matthews part loved it. Uh, really exceptionally difficult tricks at spots that are really cool looking. And I, mm. Jesus, like the switch heel front blunt and the, he did fakey five Oh half cap flip. I, big ledges, I big, do, big marble ledges, I do, granite ledges. He told me they were too small for him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, a common problem I find with people in their prime is they're always worried that these ledges are too small. Um, I loved it because he's an amazing skater and he's wonderful. And as somebody who knows the names of eight different suburbs in Illinois, I'm glad he comes from Naperville. But... Yeah. Um, not Elgin, not Desplaines, uh, mm-hmm. not Itasca, Downer, Downers, not St. Charles. Uh-huh. Um, but I just, something that just confuses me that is like not a, a diss, but I do wonder like this new age of kind of like where every brand's like a hard goods thing. It's like, what, what is on Huff? Does it mean that like right. he's cons flow and on Huff or like, is he? Yeah, exactly. Well, you mean Two soft months. goods, not hard goods. No, they're all hard goods to me. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. No, it's a good question. Like, so he's, he's everyone's in a the t-shirt park, company. He's wearing mm-hmm. he's wearing Nikes and Adidas. Yeah, everybody makes hardware. Right. Um, so yeah, what does it mean to be on Huff anymore? I don't know. And like, it's a clothing especially company. welcome, welcome to this company. Yeah, yeah, it's a clothing company. You're welcome to another family. But I just thought it was awesome, and that gap to back lip seems not possible. You know, it's great. Let me just say one more thing about that apropos Chicago, and then we can move on <laughs> is if you look at that, I mean, that spot's great. <laughs> it's outside of a big Chase bank. Um, it's, it's right downtown. Is, uh, is Chase like a local Chicago bank? Or? <laughs> Chase? Chase, JP, yeah. JP Morgan. Yeah, Morgan Chase. lives uh, out there. I believe that Aaron Burr started the Chase Water Company in 1802. What you can, what you can <laughs> know about Chase Manhattan, I believe it's called. If you look at the true, back said. lip, the ground is just totally covered in salt. Like it's a disgusting day in Chicago and the whole plaza is completely covered in salt and it's <clears> grotesque <throat> and it's terrible. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I, it got me. I, I'm I'm on board. I've, as a as a person who has uh, tried and mostly failed at making a living in skateboarding outside of California and New York, I yeah, I appreciate the there's kind of an underdog outsider mentality, right? In in filming in your hometown and hopefully staying there and like trying to continue building the scene and contributing. Uh, so I think that's where you're coming from, Kyle, when you're. Saying like, look, there's some New York clips, but this is a Chicago part. This isn't a this isn't a New York part. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, that might have been where I was coming from. I think I'm just kind of trying to duel with Ted a little bit. Yeah. Well, that, I'm sorry, but that um, back lip in front of the Chase Manhattan Bank Plaza <laughs> in in Chicago did not convince me. That was basically a New York spot. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Uh, speaking of New York. Mike Alex Olson yes. did a uh, a nolly tail slide. Who put that in the chat? We saw an Alex Olson nolly tail. A bunch oh, of people uh, just sent it to me. I got like three DMs of it, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, T. Schmitz." And I I I think of myself as kind of the Arizona Alex Olson. I'm vegan. Um, I don't you're, drink you're, tap uh, water. Chiseled um, and aggressive, yeah. but Jesus like, Christ like. I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a chiseled Jesus with an aggro vibe. <laughs> Edge. edge. Chiseled edge. Jesus with an aggro Wait, edge. Wouldn't anything that's chiseled 
automatically kind of have an aggro edge. Yeah. Oh. Um, unless they're really good at like, um, you know, a mi- microaggressive taps that kind of su- smooth it out like sanding. Hmm. Um, that's not the way you use microaggressive. All right. What, <laughs> but I like, kind of like it. What, what was this piece called again? The the radical wellness of the pro skater. Yeah. On GQ. Yeah. Yeah. My go-to yeah. media source for skating. <laughs> right. Right. Let's um. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah. I, I will get this out of the way. I've had to go to bat for a guy I just absolutely don't know. Um, multiple times where people are like, "Dude, so fucking annoying." He's like, just doesn't post skating, posts all this fucking bullshit vegan stuff. And I'm always like, I think that's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> and I've just multiple chats. I've had to be like, yeah, but it's kind of cool. Like he doesn't just post skating. He posts like, what if you add the minerals back into your water? But when you fawn over it like this, it gets a little funky. Yeah. yeah I, I generally, we skated with him in Copenhagen and I, yeah, I'm a fan of, of, of where he's going and it seems like he's at a really healthy spot in his life and the, you know that's something to applaud um the thing that was odd about this is it just is such a generic transition for so many people you know they skate they start thinking about the way that skating hurts their body they get into they get into dance hall dancing <laughs> <laughs> oh oh <laughs> or, or like breathing yeah. yeah i'm really into breathing and stretching and wearing 700 dollars louis vuitton pants but those gucci. okay but, but that second thing all right the last thing is like obviously a styled thing for gq of course like yeah, yeah yeah right yeah. you know um the pants are great also, too right, but yeah. i think I the tommy hill figures <laughs> yeah please too soon too soon um let's not well, okay, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't read it, and Alex is a friend, so I'm not allowed to comment on it. But uh, let's talk about Nelly tail slides, which is the worst trick ever. Is yeah, it? it's like, a bad trick. Yeah, and and Ryan, seeing you do it on like a head high ledge, like you were the first one in the chat to do one, was fucking demoralizing. Like, then, <laughs> like yeah. I, I had to re, re I had to relearn that thing on a goddamn curve. Like yeah. yesterday. I mean, the and regular then, size ledge was literally too small for him. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was so gnarly. Too small ledges. Like, yeah. You're a sweetie, but that's such a bully thing to do. That is like, that's the opposite of a microaggression. <laughs> who, who's, a ma- macroaggression. Whose trick, yeah. who's trick challenge was the Nolly Tail? I wasn't here it last was week. Oh, that was oh, okay. certainly mine. Yeah. yeah. God. Alex, yours was good. Alex, I found yours inspiring. Thanks. In fact, <laughs> Yours was the one that made me think, okay, I actually have to go and do this. Thanks. Yeah. I'm glad. I, I, I uh, spent a whole lunch break learning it, and I uh, was not time poorly spent. No, nice. I had a good time. No, now you can do that really silly trick anytime you want. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really you happy about that. probably won't want to. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the secret to that trick is trying to try, do a Nolly 180 to switch crook and just like missing it so you just get into like a really boned out tail side yeah it feels pretty good if you can hit it like where you're like peaked out right before you get into it is i wait wait let me let me translate it feels pretty good if you're pretty good at skating (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) i found that to to be the case with most tricks it feels much better when you're good at them (laughs) it's a a lot of fun when you rip i Uh, find that that trick is just a nollie like when i nollie over stuff i tend to just shifty 90 anyways and so you just kind of like pop up and it just 
get your tail in. A sliding tail slide's kind of tough, though. I'm, I'm not typically very good at holding tail slides. Feels awkward for me. Mm. For the record, Nolly Varial Heel is the worst trick of all time. Not Nolly <laughs> Tail. <true. laughs> yeah, but as far as, as far as ledge tricks go, I would say that um, Nolly Front Tail is... Um, Way on the despicable and low ground. Right, but uh, it's not as bad as Nolly Smith, which is... Nolly Smith is super badass. Nobody does Nolly Smith, though. No oh. one does that. Somebody Actually, in Lucas room, did a Nolly Backsmith in, uh, in... What was that, in Fully Flared? Yeah, mm. he did. And it was sick. <laughs> <sighs> when you do them that. on... Uh, the the key to doing one foot uh, Backsmiths on Vert is to start Nolly. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Just a little uh, Brazilian knowledge I'll pass on to y'all. Wow. All right. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? I feel like Ted really segued out of the, the AO article. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. AO's my friend. We're going to talk about Nolly tail slides. Yep. Um, I like that move. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, Kyle? You have anything else you? Want? I don't really know what to talk about this AO thing other than it. With just... the AO thing, not really. No, I mean, I was. Yeah, I I don't he know. Is hot. I, I think I think all of this would be a lot easier if we could just come up and say like, oh, here's a b- beautiful man. Yep. And like, let's just take pictures of him because he's a beautiful man. Like, I think at this point, even talking about him as a pro skater is sort of weird. Like, you know, he's a pro skater. He didn't have a part in 917's video. Um, he's obviously an incredible person to watch skate and he also obviously has diverse interests. Um, but like, let's just, let's just say like, he's a beautiful man and we like to take pictures of him and put him in magazine. Like he's beautiful. Yeah, that's right. And that's it. Yeah. Like, like no one's going to do that article about Patrick Melcher. (laughs) (laughs) Important difference. Right. Also a Chicago one. You're only bringing up Chicago shit to fuck with Kyle. Also a chiseled Jesus figure. An award-winning mustache, if I recall. I do think that there is a trend here that is unique to skateboarding in which people get exceptionally skilled at skating. They become, whatever, professional skaters. They build an audience. And then they act like they're too cool for it. Or like it's just kind of this irreverence that they have where it's just... Yeah, they they yeah, constantly I'm a skater, but to, I also podcast. Yeah, they con- they're, con- <laughs> they're constantly wanting to sell you the thing that you're not actually all that interested in from them. Yeah, um, which I understand. Like you know, being in an industry of whatever industry well, you're in, like tends to uh, beat it out, beat the beat it out of you. Oh, I heard. I think I know what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> well, that's. Be- I mean, I think a lot of times it's because pro skaters exist for about a decade with people blowing smoke up their asses. Right. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely right. And so they're like, you know, they're like, Oh my God, it's like being a fashion model or something where like, you know, you're in a makeup chair and you're reading and they're like, Oh, you're one that reads. That's amazing. You're brilliant. You know? Yes. Yeah. uh, And so I, and also you do end up making connections with other creative types or like people that are sort of a little bit outside of the nine to five bureaucratic March. And so you think like, oh, I could easily just do this thing too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and it's true, you could, but it doesn't necessarily mean it'll be like your front side flips. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, he's certainly talented in, in other fields, it seems like. I don't know what capacity yeah. he's involved in the brands that he runs, but um, they're definitely doing rad things. Yeah. I'm curious to see what like... And Alex, you might be able to help me understand this a little bit better. Like, do you think that coverage 
um, for women is going to like, essentially what we're talking about here is making Alex him like coming forward with with admitting that like, Hey, actually what we're interested in about this guy is that he looks beautiful in Louis Vuitton pants, right? Like what's really great about Alex Olsen as a pro skater is that being a pro skater means that we have an excuse to show him living in his van in the pages of GQ. Like, do you, do you think the future of coverage for women skaters is going to like continue to be this sort of thing where it's like, Hey, here's Letitia, here's Letitia, here's Letitia. Like, and we can cut this if this doesn't go anywhere interesting, but I do wonder like how this overlaps kind of on the gender spectrum in terms of coverage of professional athletes. Like, is there anything to be, is there any takeaway from this Alex Olson coverage as it relates maybe to the growth of women's skating? I think that, uh, that was the past of women's skating. In the early right. 2000s, they were getting a lot more attention in mainstream publications for how they looked and how cute they were and if they were fuckable or not. And Seems now right. they're hungry for core audience, like real real acknowledgement for their talents and skills and like the personalities that they are in skateboarding. So I think we're almost like we shy away from the things that were paying the bills and we were getting, yeah, you know, 17 magazine and cosmopolitan were always doing an article on Leticia or Nora or whatever, because they were attractive people, but not because of their skating talents. So maybe there's a little bit of a shift here. Yeah. Like it's, it's getting more acceptable for on the male, the male side to kind of be covered as like the body itself and less as the talented person or whatever. I back that too. I think that like, there's lots of really handsome male skaters out there that have beautiful bodies and lives and they're different shapes and colors and sizes. And I think it's cool that they feel comfortable enough to celebrate that. And, uh, you don't have to disguise it as being some substance about granola. You know, he, right. he, he what did they say in the article? His Miami tan in the middle of January, New York. Right. You know, he's, right. <laughs> he is, he's gorgeous. Yeah. 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 He doesn't believe in sleeves either. So. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> <clears throat> he gets that from me. <laughs> hey, this winter, we're not doing sleeves. <laughs> you just put out a little memo. But, but we are doing 1600 Gucci sweatpants. <laughs> $70 hat, which is beanie. I'm just a little uh, jealous. Okay. All right. Let's yeah, move on. To- are you kidding? I want to fucking live in a van and do yoga. Do, I oh, I just wanted to be hot. Does he? Does does he actually have a van and live in a van? Or, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, no, he actually- didn't live in the van, but he has a van. It's like a surf uh, shack, surf wa- surf wagon, surf wagon. Yeah, nice. I'm double jealous. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Have you guys ever tried yeah. that Wim Hof breathing shit that he talks about? So, so what's the Wim Hof? So Wim Hof has like patented a or trademarked a method of breathing that is the Wim Hof method. Is that it? Yeah. And there's a documentary about him on Vice and he's basically like all into this like, uh, breathing till you basically hyperventilate and kind of hallucinate and then like cold plunges. And if you get into it and do it, like which everybody seems to do for a couple weeks, it's really rad. You do get like very high naturally. And then, oh. and then, but then you sound crazy talking to your friends about how you're high from breathing. <laughs> I mean, is it, is it a method for, um, like pain management or is it about like enlightenment and self finding or something she gotta try it out kyle and tell us next week (laughs) (laughs) don't you have like a big body of water that's cold as fuck by you oh god no way take a little dippy (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm down. I mean, I'm down for, uh, you know, uplifting or experimenting with our relationship to our bodies. Um, you know, and if that's got to be done in a van in Louis Vuitton sweatpants, <laughs> then so be it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think the mo- the most relatable bit in there is, you know, he says, I want to try to squeeze out as much whatever, as many years of skateboarding as I can, which is like, right. yeah, I, I think that's something a lot of people can relate to is just skating does a lot of damage to your body physically and probably emotionally as well. And yeah, but I, I also, I, I want to see him skate. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, yeah. That's my one gripe. It was a pleasure watching him skate in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see more of that. And I don't see it nearly enough when I live in the same city, which um, <clears throat> is not Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, Glad you we... two don't live in the same city. God, it's not big enough for either one of you. <laughs> should we talk a little bit about this uh, this Ian Mikna interview on the Nine Club? There were a lot of interesting bits in that interview, um, but most notably was when he talks about the advertising model in skateboarding. Yeah, so I, I, I think what's interesting to me is that Ian and the Jankum crew have done a really good job of building an alternative model to skate media. What? <laughs> no! What, you what you like interesting articles with like uh, uh, from people who give like a three-dimensionality to skate culture? Yeah, no, so there's like I like standard- early rail jumpers, <laughs> fucking hefty hammers. I like seeing what it takes to get the make. Come on! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, Ted. (laughs) I'm sorry. They made me drink this huge thing of Kool-Aid that I thought was blood. I thought it was Thrasher juice to the the house. I I thought it was flat bottom Barney blood, (laughs) um, but it was just... Flat bottom Barney blood. (laughs) Um... No, I I love uh I love those people and they bring up interesting points. Yeah, no, yeah. I, in no way do I think that Jacob like set out to kind of tear down the standard bears in skateboarding, um, but to build a I don't know, kind of an alternative model that talks about things you don't get in in normal magazines. Yeah. Um, but something I thought was super fascinating about that interview and especially the parts where he's talking about advertising is the extent to which all of these media outlets end up just kind of following the same path, which is, you know, he, he talks a little bit about online media and banner ads, and then they get into it with the the guys from the nine club talking about how, you know, they work on projects together with the sponsors. And it's like, it ends up in my, in my view, it ends up just kind of becoming the same model that people were trying to initially push back against. Because you're saying they're beholden to the same sort of gods that, thrasher is just on a slightly smaller scale yes exactly um which is fine but it's interesting when i i did an interview with with i don't know if it was i was with nick nugent's uh and this was probably like six or seven years ago his name is newton's and newton's nick newton's yeah and uh i remember talking to him and ian about this i was like yeah you know the frustrating thing that happens is you you know you put banners on your website and then someone wants to talk about an issue that maybe doesn't paint that banner sponsor in a in a good light and you end up 
you know, either censoring it or questioning whether or not you should publish it. And at that time, he was kind of talking about how he wanted to build a different model, but it doesn't, I don't know if it wasn't possible or, you know, maybe that was just wishful thinking. I think that there's this um, part on the half of like Jankum where I see them using like sponsored content to support better articles that they want to write. So yes. they're real journalism. You know, you have to pay the bills, right? So you're you're kind of making this compromise of, okay, so we're going to do this thing. And we know it's basically sponsored content. Most of the skate media that we're all consuming is sponsored content. Yeah. But in order for those outlets to even give us something cool to look at, they need that sponsored content to keep the lights on. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it's almost like the the only living magazine was started as a way just to huck uh, trucks to uh, <laughs> a cultureless population. <laughs> um, but no, um, I mean it it, it. it has all sorts of problematic um, extensions, right? And I think Ryan, the one that you're talking about. Um, is is key right like well what happens when an issue arises where a writer on a team um who is you know the the team or the sponsor is basically funding the media outlet uh now is suddenly uh at odds with what the coverage might be about that individual um and i think alex your point is a really important one that you know it's always sort of been this uh, like sponsored content is what skateboard media has always been mm -hmm. right that, that's like both the great shame and like um ultimate fact of everything that's ever been produced right like we watch commercials and we love them and we celebrate little commercials and we share commercials with each other and talk about how dope this commercial is mm -hmm. and that's like a thing that we don't really love to discuss and if we do discuss it we're basically like well fuck it that's what it is that's what skateboarding is um but it's also just, it's like one of these, you know, sort of um, late capitalist sort of traps. Like, what do we, yeah. like, what's the option? And, you know, it, it's disappointing maybe that Jankum sort of could have had another model or presented another model. But I don't know, I don't know that once a certain thing starts working, you're going to turn away from the way that that thing is working and, and go for something else. I mean, I think the only way that, skateboarding gets a new mode of journalism is that somebody starts it deliberately and says from the outset, like we are not going to follow this path no matter what. And if it fails, it fails. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of kind of what Jenkum started. Like it, it was sort of like, we're going to try to be this new thing, but like, okay, that thing isn't really generating much traffic. Um, here we've got this, a few articles that really hit, like he says, the Jeremy Rogers one, like blew up and mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, interest is there and he, he went for it and now it's grown into what it is. So I don't know. It's hard because like the industry is better for having Jenkum. Like yeah. I think yeah. the, the skateboard 100%. industry has gotten way more interesting because Jenkum's here. And my question would be, okay, well, what would happen to the industry if there was something that was truly independent? Like what would that do to the industry? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The part of the trap is that it becomes an issue of like sustainability, which is just that it's hard to come out consistently with critical stuff. You know, if you're writing, you know, those take a long time to do the interviews, the transcriptions, or to come up with even an angle for each piece. And it's like, okay, if there's not one of the th three big shoe companies backing it, like how. It's like, yeah, you got to wait tables. You got to like do something else. And it just 
to even sustain that for a year seems almost impossible. There's also, and this maybe gets us into other territory, but I do wonder what the rest of you think about the fact that like skateboarding is really unique in some of the ways that it doesn't want itself to be covered. You know, like there, there have been rumors circulating in the last week or so about one of the biggest skaters in just in the industry. Like it would be the equivalent of like, you know, a, a star NBA, like just like just sender of attention NBA player, like maybe switching teams or maybe like refusing to play for his team or maybe um, having a major blow up with someone else on his team, Um, which of course, if this was NBA, we would cover and we would talk about, and it would be like a big part of the discussion around the NBA. And in skateboarding, we don't have that, right? Like we have, there seems to be a real interest in keeping certain parts of skateboarding behind curtains and behind kind of closed doors because it feels personal it feels different. Um, and I, I guess, you know, I think about this stuff all the time. Um, but I wonder if, if that's something that, uh, is a flaw of our current model or is that just going to, how it's going to be like, is skateboarding always going to be the sort of thing where we don't talk about certain things because, well, you just don't talk about that. And I don't know, I guess I get a little confused by it. I think it's, um, I mean, it's a, it's such a fuzzy line, I would guess with um any team issues because one skateboarders always kind of switch teams it's always been the the way Mm -hmm, you know right and it doesn't get like announced in the same way as like nba like you're not you know like the nba as far as i can tell is like very clear about like like contracts when that contracts go up like where where why a team player goes to another team etc etc and that's a little more opaque within skateboarding because it's kind of blurred by all the personal bonds you make and the friendships that exist within a team and between teams. Right. Um, it's also seems a little bit risky to air out like the kind of personal beefs or like even Instagram meltdowns that some of these people have, because we have to remember that these people who we all admire are like 20, you know, in most, most cases. Um, and the few times when skaters do get sort of exposed and canceled, it just means that they lose their sponsors, not their friends. And yeah. That's kind of, you know, so it um, it all seems a little bit like it's hard to to determine like what. I mean, I totally I totally agree. Like our skateboard media is, you know, totally spo- it's always been sponsored content. That's just the way that it is. And that has privileged a certain kind of skateboarding, and that's what we're used to. Just, just spitballing here, but it, I almost can imagine a scenario in which you could have outside sponsors that don't have any interest in, they don't have any, you know, they don't care about what's happening on your website or what kind of journalism you're putting out, paying for a, a skate media company. You know, I, like I wonder if that model would be possible. Like you, you know, you could imagine. You mean like venture capital? No, just like fucking here? like he mentions Casper mattresses on the the Nine Club uh, episode. But you could have those types of companies sponsoring banner ads or whatever. It's a podcast or it's a website, and kind of paying for content. And then you wouldn't run into this bind where you can't really cover things because everyone's self censoring all the time or catering to advertisers. That, but. In a lot of cases, 
one is that the skate industry is super small and everybody knows each other. And it's like, well, is this like an actual like shake of some industry decision or is this person actually having a hard time? And that's always really hard to be respectful of. Um, but you also just get into the problem of fucking somebody telling you how to cook fish different and then you like fucking ripping on them and then they pull their sponsor and then you fucking collapse. But also, I guess you're supposed to cook fish with the skin on the top. <laughs> is this a ne- this this is a Neen Williams yeah, thing? That was a neen yeah, that's right. Salmon. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is interesting because I know that Neen uh, is is probably the target of getting pushback for having non skate sponsors. But my whole view of that is like, who gives a shit? I thought like, he was crushing it. The yeah. non skate sponsors. I mean. There's an argument to be made that like whatever it bogs down your feet or something, whatever the hell that means. But it's like you the fuck non- my explore the page non-skate up, bro. Companies are they're, they're not competing. Like Chipotle is not competing with a skater owned sponsor. Burrito company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Skate park taco cart. I was gonna say Wahoo's fish tacos. Um, but yeah, it's like who cares? I don't know. Uh, but for whatever reason, that's kind of been a, a third rail in skateboarding is like it's kooky to have non-skate sponsors or to promote non-skate companies. But in my eyes, it's like if you can get support from non-skate companies, you might be able to speak with a little more clarity or uh, a little more freely. It seems more yeah, often than not than when, when we've can... tested with it. Sorry, Ted. It seems that more often than not when people have tested with those companies um, or flirted with them. They end up actually going the opposite direction on the authenticity meter, and they end up trying to huck McRibs and saying how sick their pickle Rick pin is. Sure. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, that might be right. I also, I mean, it just sort of seems like, in terms of actual, when we talk about the industry, there's the hard, we're thinking about the hard goods industry at this point. They're all hard like, goods companies, as I say. So broke and so like just scrappy from like the biggest one to the smallest one like everyone needs some kind of outside sponsor be they like shoes whatever just to get by you know mm-hmm. yeah so it's it just seems like uh i i would guess that maybe if there was a time when it wasn't like that there were just fewer skaters on salary or something because i don't know how they did it I think a, a, another issue that arises is that i see people talk about this stuff online and um, because young skaters get all of their information through social media, they tend to overemphasize the companies that have a lot of buzz about them on Instagram or whatever and yeah. downplay brands that they might think are less cool. And it's like, you do not understand the numbers that some heritage brands are doing compared to the some of the cooler brands like a, a Quasi or something like that. And it really yeah. kind of distorts people's views of like who's actually running the industry. Maybe that's yeah. a good thing. I don't know. Um, I don't want to lose my sponsors. And I don't even have any sponsors. So I'm trying to be very delicate here and gentle in this conversation. I'm scared. I always have to tiptoe when we start talking about Freedom Board Shop in Mesa, Arizona. It's <laughs> a little delicate. You know, and on the on the brand side of it, the other side of it, um, so much of the success of even large brands is, is measured in uh, social media engagement and the feedback that they're getting from these kids and what these kids are thinking is cool and who they think is cool. And, uh, and yeah, so you just end up in this cycle where everybody's kind of paying attention to these same numbers and they're not really breaking out and like looking at what's, you know, really good out there. Yeah. 
Uh, anything else on that? Is it? No. I'm not good at. Is it sort of like that scene in um, The Big Short where like Instagram and social media are the tranches in the Jenga tower? of the skateboard industry <laughs> and we're like yeah people are like putting a lot of truck in these like just fake worthless triple like, b's they're shit blips yeah <laughs> and and it's like we're on the eve of two it's 2007 yeah and we're oh like my god you know, we're like the era of the social media like skate pro and and soon everything's gonna crash it's all going to be TikTok, and we're going to be fucked. Well, literally, that, that did happening. that did happen with Facebook Video. They were inflating their numbers and encouraged a bunch of uh, companies to move all of their resources yeah. into video on Facebook, and then it turned out that the numbers were, uh, you know, were hollow. Like the, there wasn't anything there of substance. Dang. Uh, That's but, why nobody ever answered my Facebook sponsor me tape. <laughs> <laughs> um, good news. Uh, I'm totally just jumping out of this. Uh, Alex White has a top 10 women and non-binary article coming out on the site. And that is something to look forward to that I didn't tell you guys about. Brad. And thanks for all your help, Ted. Who spearheaded that? You're welcome. Oh, wait, no. I did. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, I told told Burnett um, last year that I wanted to do it. And then he he shot down my first um, title, which was... um, top 10 people in skateboarding you might have missed if you're a misogynist. So then I had to change it to <laughs> women in non-binary top 10 list, which is easily getting it. But thanks, Kristen, too. She actually, we should help me with that title. Um, oh. But <laughs> but yeah. That's good. Yeah, but uh, it's kind of funny because like um, Ted was hitting up uh, photographers to get some photos and they were even giving him a little bit of backlash. Like, it's 2020. Like, why are we doing an article about Women and non-binary should just be skaters. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. We 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 handled it. I we did. <laughs> I, I said uh, I, I said in a text back, "Thrasher's woke now. No questions, please." <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. Then, quickly followed by, "Here's my Venmo. I'm not here to educate." You. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. No, yeah, it's it's super sick. Um, and there are many cool skaters on it. Um, Thanks. Brianna Gearing is awesome. Leo Baker. Are you supposed yeah. to? Are you supposed to leak this? Yeah, yeah, it's cool coming it out. out. I'll make sure it comes out before I edit this show. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I have all these fucking levers in my hand. I have ways. Uh, I thought that was a cool thing that I should mention in that these will come out around the same time. Oh, it's fun. We get to to I'm figure this to out together, it. Ted. Yeah. All right. Are we ready to burn it down? Funeral pyre? Let's do yeah, it. I got to yeah. go to a meeting I'm in ready. five minutes. Okay. Let's do Alex, it. you go first then. I, I, I don't have a pyre. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you guys to get a move uh, on it. <laughs> um, she, she, she wants to get rid of... Uh, what is it? Hex had kingpins. They're the fucking yeah, worst. Yeah, just just Alan regular Olney. standard ping, kingpins, like everything mm-hmm. related back to trucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, old, old truck molds. Yeah, old truck molds. Fuck those. Um, and pivot cups. All right, well, who wants cups. To, who wants to go first? I got one. Uh, there, there is a long tradition of uh, in places with bad weather of people showing up at the skate park and shoveling it out <laughs> and preparing it. 
and taking it upon the chin to do the labor so that other people might benefit and uh, ride a skateboard in the winter months. Um, and I would like to burn down whoever is not shoveling uh, the skate parks in Chicago this winter who I don't know if it's, <laughs> this is this is some sort of new because we don't have bullies anymore like we don't have old guys that are bullies or old people who are bullies now like no one has learned that you're supposed to show up and shovel the park why don't um, you just burn down snow I mean one literally, could literally. <laughs> yeah we could give it a shot I, lo- I so, love yeah, it's like that's Kyle how's your sabbatical so been? oh well yeah. yeah. I've been yeah, a Wilson since six in the morning. That's how it's been. I will yeah, I will definitely admit that I'm not going there to shovel it out either. But yeah. That's, that's a self fire. So nice. I think this business of rough cut, extended cut stuff is actually pretty not that interesting anymore. Uh mm. and just like you know, now every company is just putting out, you know, fifty tries of a trick that is like, okay. And you're like, do I really need 30 fucking minutes of like seeing you like kind of bail a bunch? Like if they're big hammers, it can be okay. But I don't, I don't need to see you. If they're big hammers, if it's all sacks, I'm down. Yeah. I could watch 30 minutes of sacks. Uh, Ryan, you got, uh, yeah. Uh, feeble to anything out of it. Uh, just feebles no not feebles because yeah, feebles, feebles in front of feebles can be fine uh especially if done sometimes they can be a little annoying they're a little a little bit of a skate park trick or a skate park kid trick but uh no just feeble shove feeble back 180 feeble oh, yeah. front 180 like it's always like pausing on the rail right before you go off feeble laser flip like i don't want to see any of it feeble uh, laser flip looks good come on <laughs> <laughs> There are always exceptions. To <laughs> yeah, but I find that a lot of people do like the feeble and then they they do an awkward, you know, front feeble, front 180 out or back feeble, back 180 out. But there's always this pause point on the rail and it just never, never looks great to me. I'm on board. Yeah. I'm with Feeble is a little bit of a slash trick for me. I think it needs to be done going really fast and on a ledge even better. Ted Barrow? Uh, moody portraits. <laughs> 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 you know, like like uh, really hung hey, up. Hey, welcome this, uh, to the team, blankety McBlank fuck. And like in the fa- the person just looks so bummed and moody, like they're thinking about something else. Yeah, like that's when the slippery slope to like oh, all of a sudden you're a fucking like DJ happens. Yeah. I it's had like, a you're not you're not shooting your skate like photo. You're shooting like you're like I I'm so deep and sad. But oh. <laughs> I I have a six month stint that I rode for Innis uh, clothing, which was Matt Hens mm-hmm. was it Matt Hensley's? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was his yeah. brand. Mm-hmm. He was he had, it was he flogging was, Molly's yeah, clothing uh, arm. <laughs> he was on tour, uh, and they gave me an ad, but asked that for my portrait I was uh, quote flipping the bird. Uh, at the camera, and I, oh, man. I don't think I'll ever live that down. Um, but it's out there somewhere. There's a, there's an ad of me flipping, <laughs> flipping off the camera, and it's just, it's the worst portrait. I remember when I saw it in print, I just was like, fuck, I don't want to be alive right now. Oh man, yeah, that's <laughs> you were like totally yeah. worth these no, socks. And it's that line between someone just being like, look, trust me, you know, it'll be cool, and you know, you'll have a, it'll be, it, it fits in with the, you know, whatever the marketing is this, this year, but. Uh, sometimes you just let people have a little too much autonomy and it's, it doesn't work out that way. 
Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't, you know, like, I don't remember. I was looking, okay, here's the thing. I was looking at a, a, the Thrasher with Jamie Reyes on the cover at the Smithsonian. Uh-huh. Sick. And like, Dude, I looked at that, that today. Yeah. Yeah. Is Not only is that like a great issue, like in that, like a groundbreaking cover, blah, blah, but it's also, you can, it's a really interesting time capsule and there's like a cool stereo ad with Mike Dyer and Jason Lee looking moody in a series of pictures and that's from like 1993. Uh, there, we still have moody looking skaters uh, in the year 2020 and that's a long ass time for some unhappy looking motherfuckers. Dude, you're a pro skater. Smile. Life is good. You yes. know that Jamie Reyes cover? <laughs> that was the first photo she's ever shot. Yeah. For anybody, and it ended up on the cover of Thrasher, and she saw it like so in Honolulu, sick. in like the yeah. in the grocery store, the first yeah. photo you've ever taken with a photographer. Wow, <laughs> that's <laughs> sick as hell. Yeah, I was just looking at that today. Looking yeah, that. sick. Wow. That's amazing, Alex. What do you have to pirate? She's the best. A back pain. I mean, I don't know. Being older, I just like <laughs> twisted my back doing a a K grind. And like stepping off funny by myself at the skate park. So I can relate to that. I've been having a lot of groin pain lately and it's frustrating when you get into your thirties and you start having weird pains that you never had before. Cause usually pain would be like, Oh, I rolled my ankle. And now it's like, yeah, I got, I, you know, IT band pain or hip flexor or groin. Mm-hmm. One time no I threw my back out effect. rolling up to a hip. <laughs> 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 I crouched down. I couldn't get back up. That's uh, the worst. Can I, can I just say something? Uh, also, another plug uh, for the feedback TS story of, I don't know what today's date is, January 28th. I think you said something really good about recognizing that you're getting older, the ability slope is going down, but it's like, it's a nice ride downhill. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I, I thought that that was one of the best kind of positive outlooks for this new phase of skateboarding that... that I think most of us are either finding a groove into or just now uh, entering. Yeah, the sooner yeah. you suit, the better. What I was going to say on the thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, on the um, injury tip, the weirdest thing is like when you're so old and so bad that you actually don't know if you're hurt or not because it's not changing the way you skate. Like <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I, both of my ankles are sprained. <laughs> and I see no difference. But, it's a but that's just yeah, what your ankles I, I, are. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, I see no difference in performance. <laughs> I'm still skating bad as ever. <laughs> like, like, I'm like, well, maybe I can't kickflip, but that's because I can't kickflip. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's. But it's a it's a fun ride. So should we do trick challenge then? I thought you had one. Yeah. Yeah, I did have one. What is it? Any trick? Backside crowd slide, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, this is a this is a callback to 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 me when I was ten years old. But any trick off of a loading dock loading doesn't dock. have to be a full size loading dock, like the bashes one that I grew up skating, um, which I think is about four feet. That's a little too tall now. Uh, but two foot drop, something something taller than a ledge. Any trick, roll off of it, tail drop off of loading it. Loading dock. <laughs> switch tail loading dock means it's got to have like an- angle yeah, iron on exactly. it or the the like little mm-hmm. the little bumpers for a, a truck to pull up next ideally to it. it's so, got bumpers okay yeah. i hate to be that person but um your challenge is regionalist <laughs> I, I realized <laughs> have, that i was thinking about that there are in new York city definitely type? loading docks in new nah, york city son. that i have skated 
Uh-oh. So, well, I don't go to Brooklyn. Okay, there's there's the one in Dumbo <laughs> with the outrail, and then there's oh, in yeah, by Union Brooklyn. Square. There's the green outrail that people uh, adjust up and down. Where's that? I don't know oh, yeah, exact streets. Okay, I'll take your word. Yeah, for there's it. definitely yeah. a, a loading dock over there. All right, both my ankles are sprained. Can't do it. Um, <laughs> cool. All right. Thank you again. All right. Hell yeah. Love you all. Bye bye. Right, love you. Love you guys. Bye. Credit to music as always by the wonderful Alana Brine, I L A N A dot B R Y N E on Instagram, or check her out on Bandcamp. That's naivetracks.bandcamp.com. Make sure you use an X when you spell out tracks. I'm trusting you guys. Then we got our logo and graphic design, as always, for quite some time, Michael Warfel at W O R F U L Warfel. Check his stuff out. Does wonderful stuff. And thank you again. ProFlow credits coming up.
Together. 